This is a shock podcast. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that gets knocked down but gets up again, and then they get knocked down again, then they get back up again. No wait, that's Liverpool. Today we have uh, Nicholas John. Hello, hello. Uh, he gets knocked down but never gets up because he's lazy. <laughs> we also have a special guest star, Mifzal. Hi, Mifzal. Happy Friday. I'm too scared to knock him down. He looks scary. <laughs> also, we have uh, a very, very special guest, Adam C from Astro Super Not Sports. special. You all know me. Uh, Faisal, you know me for how many years? <laughs> Still special to me. No, 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 no. And it sounds like a Chumbawamba special. I get knocked down, I get up again, over and over again. But sorry, I digress. Yep, we pee the night away. Yes. Uh, Karami Kamil isn't here today. He's been dropped from the first team because he refused to come on as a substitute the last time. Painful, <laughs> painful. Uh, let's talk about the Champions League. And of course, the biggest story is uh, Barcelona's Champions League humiliation. Oh. Uh, they were demoted to the Europa League even before they kicked off against Bayern Munich. Uh, that, of course, happened when Inter Milan beat Victoria in the uh, early kickoff. <laughs> Barcelona then went on to lose 3-0 to Bayern. The sixth time in a row they lost to the uh, German Giants. Now, uh, they'll end the group stage in third place regardless of the outcome of the uh, final game uh, behind Bayern and Inter. So, uh, Nick, mm. what's your take? Uh, it, it's particularly disappointing for Barca, I think, because uh, mainly the manner of the defeat. Um, it, it was just too easy for Bayern. This used to be a kind of tie between like two of Europe's like heavyweights, you know, it's supposed to be a classic and all that. This mm. one was just too easy. And it says a lot because nobody expected Barca to even win this one. You right? know, Nuno Nagelsmann hasn't conceded a goal against Barcelona. Right. And, and, and this is supposedly like one of the best attack. They used to be one of the best yes. attacking teams in Europe, right? Yeah. Barca, yeah. Uh, but but that, that's how, how far they've, they've fallen, I guess you could say, you know, that, that no one expects them to beat Barca this time. Uh, so to, to beat Bayern, sorry, this time. Mm. Um, uh, but I also think it didn't do them any favors going into the match, knowing that they were already out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you know, it, it's hard enough to you know to motivate yourself for most matches, let alone you know when it's a match where you know the outcome is is already not in your favor. Um, so I don't know. But what do you think? Well, I think that the consequences are massive. Firstly, you look mm. at the fact that this year onwards, they're going to lose approximately 40 million from the La Liga TV rights mm -hmm. yeah. because they uh, took a loan in the summer, one of the levers they pulled, right? Or levers. Mm. <laughs> and that's going to have adverse consequences. They still owe money. They still owe unpaid wages, transfer fees. Mm. And uh, I think they're in real financial-ish problems right now because next year... They're going to be renovating the new camp. Mm. So there's going to be reduced capacity. They're going to have, what, 50,000 people less per game. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's going to be about 50 million euros as well right there. There are so many consequences mm -hmm. for this. And it's, it's a bit of a chain effect as well, right? They had money issues. They couldn't get the players they wanted, so they play badly. 
And then as a result, they exit the Champions League. Yes. And then they lose money. And then you start that cycle all over again. Here's the best part. Now they're going to push again. I don't know if they have been recently for the Super League, right? Mm. So they, Atletico, Juventus, they were proponents of it. They're all out of the Champions League. And for Barcelona, they're caught between a rock and a hard place. And this includes Real Madrid because they want more money because more people watch La Liga for Real and Barca than any mm. other side, let's be honest. But at the same time, by taking more money, you're weakening the other teams in La Liga, which makes it less competitive, less viewable, and therefore you're going to get less for your TV rights. So it really is rock and hard place. So what did they do? They said they want a Super League, which may or may not happen. I don't think it will, but there's all sorts of issues, including mm. they're trying to do some new sporting laws in Spain. There's a lot of drama there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Adam, uh, you mentioned a good point, right? Barca, they've got their debt, sky-high wages, uh, debt issues and all of that. Could we see something along the likes of uh, Leeds under Peter Ridsdale? I think Barca will be more protected than that, honestly, simply because La Liga, Spanish football, needs Barcelona. They need Barcelona and Real Madrid. And I think you could get to the point where even... And I know Real Madrid aren't exactly healthy financially, uh, but I think that they need to protect Barcelona because if Barcelona go under, then nobody's going to watch La Liga. Yeah. Mm. I mean, with all due respect to Atletico, I know they're a good side, but they are not the powerhouses that Barca and Real Madrid are. What do you think? I am actually generally surprised that Barcelona are going through this because, let's, let's face it. How can you be surprised? Because people Look how in much my generation, people in my generation especially, we... We only know La Liga for those two giants, Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just for context for the listeners, uh, Mifzal, um, he's just growing his uh, baby m- moustache. <laughs> <laughs> he's got more than me, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, he removed the training uh, wheels off his bike uh, just the <laughs> last year. Okay, so carry on. Huh? Yeah, so I I am genuinely surprised. I don't even follow them. I don't even follow this, this, this Spanish league. Uh, like, you know, possibly you, Adam. But... Um, Reading about them, watching them now, it's 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 a whole different well, era. I, I'm just surprised that you're not surprised because the amount they paid for Griezmann, and don't forget, they've just lost 20 million on him because they wanted 40 million now. It's gone down to 20 million euros. He's gone and signed permanently for Atletico. Look at the Coutinho money they spent. Usman Dembele. And I know they got a lot for Neymar, but that is not financially viable at all. But the problem is, if that is a problem, the manager, the, the owner of the club is still supporting Xavi. Yeah, I mean, you think he's a novice, don't you? Because he is a novice. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's managed in the Middle you, you East. You would think it. a player that he played for Barcelona. You think you would think he he would deal with it better. Well, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, we've had this debate previously, right? Uh, good players four, don't necessarily make good coaches. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <coughs> Steven Gerrard. Oh, uh, <laughs> 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 <Oligana> <laughs> or, or they get pushed into a managerial job that's too big for them too soon. Yes. Too early on in the Lampard. Well, I think with with Lampard, because of where he went to, where Xavi has gone to, is they are morale boosters for their respective sides because they are proper club legends. Lampard, all-time yeah. top scorer for mm-hmm. Chelsea. Xavi, do I need to go into detail about mm-hmm. him? Probably not. <laughs> so it's a morale-boosting factor to have him there. But his record, in terms of points won, accumulated, is worse than the previous manager, Ronald Koeman. And he was out the door. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. okay, in that case... Who was a legend as well, by the way, at the club, I should add. Where do you see this going for Barcelona, given that Laporta fully supports Xavi? I think that all they have left right now is to try to save as much money as they can, Mm -hmm. try to push in La Liga. I mean, they're a few points behind uh, Real Madrid, but they have played away, obviously. So we'll see in that sense. Mm -hmm. They 
they are in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Cannot be understated. Okay, personally, I think uh, Xavi's job is safe, uh, not because of his uh, record or win-loss ratio and all that. They just can't afford to pay the compensation to sack him. Sounds like Rogers at Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Exactly. Both are wonderful characters. Yes. I try to do that impression every time. Of Rogers. Of Rogers. Well, it's not bad. I, I've interviewed him. It's, it's mm. quite spot on. Wonderful personality. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. I'm impressed. Uh, moving on from Barca and that train wreck of an impersonation, let's move on to other Champions League results. Uh, Liverpool 3-0 win over Ajax to book their place in the last 16. We all know what that means. They're going to lose this weekend. <laughs> uh, Man City had a goalless draw against Dortmund. Tottenham. They can't score penalties. Sorry. Tottenham drew one all against Sporting Lisbon with the uh, video assistant referee dominating the headlines for various reasons. Oh. Uh, yeah, Adam, what do you think about the, ho- uh, the whole thing with Conte uh, basically... Losing his rag? <laughs> yeah. Um, who do you support, by the way? I'm a United fan. You're a United fan? My condolences. United United. Fan. Okay. I'm a Spurs supporter. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was the correct decision because you can't... Just because you think a team deserves a goal and they were much better by the time the match ended doesn't mean that you were entitled to the goal. And the rule isn't about where you place the ball, whether you pass it with your head or your foot, forward or backwards. That doesn't matter. The fact is, he was an offside position when he, mm-hmm. when he received it. And because even though it took a deflection, it wasn't a deliberate action, which means that it still counts as offside. So that's how I view it, uh, as much as it pains me to say, because it's left the group completely open. Everyone can still qualify. Everyone can still not qualify for the next round of the Champions League. Mm-hmm. I wish it accounted. I wish it wasn't offside. But for me, it was offside. At least it gives us more stuff to talk about for match day six. Yes. Right. Um, also, there was uh, Real Madrid losing 3-2 to RB Leipzig. Uh, so far, 12 teams already qualified for the last 16. The others will know their fates in the next round of fixtures, uh, including, as we mentioned, uh, Tottenham Sporting, also AC Milan. Uh, of all the teams that have yet to qualify, guys, which of them do you think will book their spots in the knockout round? Well, firstly, I just want to say the state of La Liga means only Real Madrid have qualified, by the way, because <laughs> Atletico out, Sevilla out, Real Madrid are through, obviously, and Barcelona out, as we mentioned. So... Tough times for them, and I think it just positions the Premier League clubs as being the strongest in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you heard it here first, La Liga and the new Scottish Premier League. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Both of them are out as well, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, t- yeah. Tottenham have to be favourites, right? Come on. You would say so. I think they only mm. need a point, right? Off the top of my head. I think they only need a point to go through because the yep. head comes into play and all that. So... Uh, we'll see how Spurs do this weekend. They're on a terrible run of form. Let's not forget the United mm. game and um, the Newcastle game. And yeah, you could argue they were unlucky against Sporting, but they were really slow to start. Spurs have to stop that. Although I don't think they will because it's Conte's way. They and seem to play better. And it is Spurs <laughs> and it's Spursy. So I just don't see Conte changing his ways because they've shown how good they are going forward. Mm. Kulusevski is a huge miss as well. I should add that. Because I but think Adam, Mm. Since you're a Spurs fan, yes, sir. you should be able to know this. Aren't Spurs well known for slipping up? Well, that's at the Spursy. Spursy. That's just Spurs. <laughs> well, I mean, you could argue that last season that was Arsenal. Uh, they were in the prime position to get the Champions League spot and they didn't. I was mm. at the stadium for the North London derby, the second one of the season, where Spurs won comfortably. And then Arsenal went and cocked it up by uh, going to Newcastle and losing there as well. 
In so, other words, doing an Arsenal. Doing an Arsenal. You could say doing a North London. Spurs or Arsenal will cock it up. And hey, don't forget who lost last night in the Europa League. I know that's further down the agenda, Arsenal. But anyway, <laughs> moving forward. Good segue. Uh, we are moving on to the Europa League. Um, since Karami isn't here, we won't riff on Arsenal. Losing 2-0 to Eindhoven. I think it's a blip. I know they drew in the Premier League on the weekend and they yeah. lost yesterday, but they're still in prime position to finish top of their group. And by the way, you don't want to finish second in your group in the Europa League because of some of these so-called heavyweights arriving mm-hmm. into the next round of the Europa League from the Champions League. Except yeah. for Barcelona, they'll be easy targets. <laughs> Apparently so. Apparently so. <laughs> When's the last time you heard teams, you know, hoping to draw Barcelona in the playoffs? Oh, well, it depends on this on the team. It seems Lewandowski can do it against the so-called smaller sides, ah. but against the bigger sides, i.e., like a Real Madrid, yeah. he's drawn a blank. Mm-hmm. Man United shot the sheriff Tiraspol 3-0 mm-hmm. uh, Roma pipped uh, HJK Helsinki 2-1 Lazio 2-1 win over Midtjylland Come on Tammy Abraham Sorry the Roma game He should be I hope he goes to the World Cup I hope Ivan Tony's a great shout as well Callum Wilson mm-hmm. Anyway Alright uh, let's move on to this weekend's Premier League action uh, Arsenal will face Nottingham Forest Man City travelled to Leicester I heard rumours that the King Power Stadium's already flooded <laughs> Because Brendan's sweating like mad Well he he had a good result uh, We gotta give him that That's Last true. weekend Yeah four, Very good Four um, Four nil Well <laughs> first four shots on target <laughs> <laughs> Now you've got him doing <laughs> it <laughs> uh, Liverpool host Leeds uh, or Should I say Liverpool are preparing to lose against Leeds uh, Spurs away at Bournemouth Brighton host Chelsea Man United are at home to West Ham Unai Emery says good evening to his career at Aston Villa with a match against Newcastle. Uh, There's also Crystal Palace v Southampton, Brentford v Wolves and Fulham v Everton. Uh, Be sure to catch the best Premier League action live on Astro. And now Adam, uh, which have been the uh, Premier League teams that surprised you the most this season? I'm talking about the good surprise, Hmm. not the Uh, bad surprise like Liverpool. Newcastle. 100% 100% Newcastle have, at time of recording um, from the end of last weekend before the next round of fixtures they're sitting in a Champions League position mm-hmm. they're just behind Spurs they're level on points with Chelsea I know Chelsea have a game in hand but that's brilliant I, I don't know if you agree here Adam I just have one direct question for you about yeah. Newcastle is it because of the money? Um, you could say it's because of the money but I think a lot of credit has to go to the manager Mm-hmm. Look at we're just talking about Barcelona. Look at the players they sign. I know they're broke, but you bring in people like Lewandowski and Xavi's not getting the best out of those players in the big games. I think Eddie Howe, when he came into the side, there were a lot of accusations that he doesn't know how to coach a team to defend. I think he's shown that they can defend now. Mm-hmm. They have the best defensive record right in the league, and he shored up the team last year. And if you look at the team that kept them up, Trippier got injured. Chris Wood seemed to be more of a, a signing to, to deflate Burnley because mm. he was their chief goal scorer. It was Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne was the biggest difference because Gamares wasn't starting matches for the first part of his Newcastle career. I think he was still betting into the squad. I would say Dan Byrne was the most important. So no, I don't mm. think it's the money. Gamares has come in, but look at the players that have stepped up this season. Uh, Miguel Amaron, he was there well before the money. You look mm. at Cadden Wilson, when he stays fit, he's a brilliant, brilliant striker. He was there bef- before the money. You could say Nick Pope. I don't think he was bought for a crazy amount of cash. I think they they've spent sensibly, mm-hmm. and they're doing their result last weekend was, was without Alexander Isak as well. He was for me the big summer signing, amount of money that made people sit up and take notice. Mm-hmm. So no, I think Eddie Howe 
has fostered a really, really strong side. And I think they're overachieving now from the expectation. They probably wanted a top half finish. Mm-hmm. Now they're pushing for a spot in Europe. So hats off. Yeah. And, and, and picking up on that as well, because uh, I, I think it's a little bit, uh, it, a lot of people say, oh, it's, it's the money, you know, because they have the money to spend. But they didn't necessarily spend it on on all the players and sensibly. managers. It's sensible, yeah, yeah, sensibly. right? Because look, uh, when the new owners first came in, everyone was talking about buying Mbappe and and bringing in like the, the biggest managers in the world and signing the best strikers in the world and all that, which they never did. They did like what you said, bought sensibly, bringing the players that you need, the players that that would fit your system and all that, and it's working for them. It's working brilliantly, and you have to understand it's. It is a tough ask to get a player to come to Newcastle. This isn't a knock in the city. My wife spent five years there. Liverpool and Newcastle are my favorite cities to visit in the UK because the atmosphere there is amazing. I mean, if you ever go to Newcastle, it's a one-club city. Their local rivals are Sunderland, which is another city down the road. But the stadium is right in the middle of the city. And when it's match day, you can see it's like the heart. And you've got all the fans going across all the roads, walking to St. James's Park. And it's they're like the veins, the blood going into the city, the cathedral that is St. James's Park. And Bruno Gamares has come out and he's spoken and said he is so impressed. He is so happy of how the fans have taken to him. They love Bruno Gamarish and you can see that the, the, the supporters have a huge effect on the players because they're happy as well is it like the Anfield atmosphere it feels like that at times uh, the stadium last time I visited was last year so I'm sure they've spruced it up but Mike Ashley did not do housekeeping, I guess you could, <laughs> lack of a better word for the stadium. Similar to Old Trafford, needs needs yeah. a makeover. Newcastle in the midst of doing that, and I believe the training ground as well is being spruced up. And it, it's a special, special place to go to. And to get players to get to go there can be tricky, like I mentioned earlier on, because it's very isolated. It's way up there in the northeast. Parts of Scotland are further south than Newcastle are. Let's put it that way. And if Newcastle start becoming really competitive, I can see more players coming in the future, really high-profile players. Mm -hmm. Because, okay, they have the money, but also they've become, or they are becoming a competitive side to play for. Okay, yeah. Spending-wise, TLDR, um, Newcastle are the anti-Man City. Well, (laughs) I mean... City took a while before they really started becoming competitive. Who can forget Aguero, QPR, and all of that? Um, I wish them all the best. I like Newcastle. Maybe because my wife studied there. Maybe because I like the city. But it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting because it's not a London club. To attract players to London is easy because it's London. Mm-hmm. Newcastle's a different I just hope one day we don't hear people saying that Newcastle become an oil club. Wow. Hey, that's xenophobic. It's, yeah, it's xenophobic. It's a, it's a country-owned club, just like Manchester City. We can say that instead. Still on finances, though, but we're going to talk about Formula One. Uh, an announcement will be made later today on the penalty for Red Bull for breaching the budget cap. Uh, the team's been negotiating with the authorities for a settlement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's widely believed it's just going to be a slap on the wrist. Uh, maybe they'll have to hire Mick Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> um doesn't this defeat the purpose of a budget cap? I mean, at the very least, other teams are going to look at the outcome and say, hmm, what the hell? You know, it's, it's worth the risk. But it's a minor breach for one. 
Mm-hmm. It's not a major breach. And I, I know that Mercedes will be the most hurt by this because obviously what happened in Abu Dhabi last year. However, Ferrari and Mercedes had the biggest spending before Coscat was introduced. So, I mean, they were quite happy to outspend all of their rivals by some distance, I believe. I don't have the exact numbers here. I'm just guessing. But now that the Coscat is in place and they lost out in the title last year, it's a big issue. Nah. Yeah, but, but okay, For for you, you mentioned it was a minor breach, but for a super competitive team like Red Bull, um, even the slightest bit of, of overspending will result in a massive time advantage for them. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I, it, it probably would, although they claim it's catering, right? Well. <laughs> <laughs> they claim. Uh, yeah, but but, but it, you, you kind of see Mercedes and, and, and Ferrari's point here. Yeah, I do. It's just for me, it's, it's just like you guys spent way more than any other team previously. So you reap what you sow. That's how I'm viewing it. Maybe because I'm a Michael Schumacher fan and I don't mm. want his record to be broken. I know oh, well. he's tied, tied with Lewis, but maybe that's me being a bit biased. I had to say. Catering? Wasn't that Tony Fernandez's team? <laughs> I never knew how to pronounce that. Caterum. Caterum, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, that's it for today's episode of the Portball Sportscast. Uh, thanks for listening in. But before we go, I just want to say that uh, you, know, you should always treat yourself with love, respect, and kindness. I hope you're taking good care of yourself, both physically and mentally, you awesome people. We'll see you next time. I'm Faisal American. He's Nicholas John. I am. I'm Imzal Malik, I think. And I believe my name is Adam Carruthers or Adam C or idiot, whatever you want to call me. Is that it? That's it. That's it. I've got many more names, many more names to describe myself, which I can't repeat on air. Mm. All right. Cheerio. Bye.